This interview is made possible by my friends at Athens Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, and Tinsley Law and Title. Their sponsorship makes it possible for me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by visiting each of their Facebook pages. Hello friends, this is Michael from Hannigan Media and I am here in the county annex with Henderson County Judge Wade McKinney. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. Good morning. Good morning. We just have a few more dates to the 4th of July. Yes. That's pretty exciting. It is. Uh, it's going to be a different 4th of July. Most definitely. But it's still the 4th of July and we're still excited and um you know, there's a lot of things that go on in our county government, and one of these days I'm actually going to get a chance to talk to you about it. But this week we have to talk about COVID-19 again because last week we talked about the fact that there's a spike, there had been a spike in cases, um, and immediately after we said that, there was a continued spike and it went up even more. We An escalation. We set records twice on the number of cases in a day confirmed uh, since our last discussion. Yeah, if you and I talk about it, there will be definitely movement, and we yeah. just wish it would be in the downward way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we should just stop talking about this stuff, <laughs> oh, and no. then this kind of thing won't happen. Um, okay, so in the last two days, this is Wednesday morning as you and I talk, um, we had 21 cases, 11 on Monday, 10 on Tuesday. Um, our... Uh, our hospitalizations did go up from the time we talked last week, but they've sort of stabilized in the last few days. Can you give us just a general idea of where we are in the county? Uh, just that. The, num the numbers are, are indicating. Uh, anyone looking around can see that the actual numbers are increasing when it comes to those positive tests, and it follows that viral process. Uh, to get through any type of viral process, there, to develop the immunity, there has to be a spread. And, and we're doing and that herd immunity. That herd idea. immunity. Um, as difficult as it is and how no one wishes uh, – to be exposed and to have that possibility uh, over the next two years, I feel it will be an inevitability. Wow. So you just dropped two years real quick and easy like there. Well. And, um, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Henderson <laughs> County, the people I know in Henderson County are ready for two more months. Well, understand that that is a um, – for the lack of a better term, a gut feel. Sure. Uh, that has n There is no science that backs that up whatsoever. All right. Th that is being a student of of, uh, of history, and it, it's it's a viral process. Yeah, I think that that's when you do look back at different things. This, this process is the right word. Yeah. This is a process, um, which doesn't go over really well in today's culture, I think, because we have a tendency to want answers, want things done quickly, want things fixed now, and I don't think there's really a way to do that here. There's not. Um, we are a um, society that has become very accustomed to uh, 
instant gratification, uh, instant results. Uh, that's only because we're really successful. We, now. we are. We are. We, we've and been successful. We've worked hard. We've done the right that's things, right. and we've reaped the rewards of our hard work, our innovation. We but this is one time that we've run up against something that, you know, there there isn't a quick answer right now. There's not. And the process is slow. We are not in control of this other than by our behaviors. All right. Speaking of not in control, um, over the last couple of weeks, uh, COVID has taken its toll on county government. It has. Um, you have a couple of uh, departments I know for sure that have been uh, impacted. That's the uh, sheriff's office and the county attorney's office. County attorney's office is closed right now? It is um, until the, the, 10th the 10th is the last notification. Because uh, a couple of employees there tested positive. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the sheriff this morning, and he has uh, 18, I think it is, 18 employees currently out not a bit well because a couple of them tested positive and then when they interacted with other people that causes them to have to go home as well and then that's true that's through that first person contact because you have an individual that does test positive that makes the individuals that they're in contact with being a you know we've heard this term a probable we call it a first-person contact. Okay. And until that there is either a test or a completion of that 14 days due to the requirement of the viral load to build enough so that symptoms are um, seen or experienced before someone can be a definite. So you treat them in a way is that so that they do not become a, uh, a spread vehicle. All right. We're going to get to probable cases a right. little bit later in this interview because I have something I really need to ask about that. But first, are there any other, have there been any other positives in county government that you're aware of at this point? Oh, at this at this point, no. Okay. Uh, those are the two locations, the two offices that have been affected. Yeah. Uh, I am uh, happy to report that uh, we do not have any severe um, symptoms right. being, is, being experienced. We're, we're, one of the things that a lot of people will say, and I have seen people say, is that even if you do get it, the vast majority of people have minor symptoms or no symptoms at all, and and we ha- and that is true. I mean, the, the a high percentage of people who um, are test do test positive either have no symptoms or minor symptoms, and I think that that makes people in the public think, well, then this is no big deal. But you really can't take that approach, can you? You can't. Um, this is a a virus that is of uh, a cousin to the cold. It's a corona virus, and you will can have those same cold-like symptoms and be positive for it. Um, it's those individuals that are most at risk of the uh, negative effects, uh, at risk for severe symptoms, then we have to be the most concerned about. And that's what's led to the steps of the closing of the um, access into the nursing homes, right. um, keeping those vulnerable populations safe. And so as a governmental entity, you know, I think a lot of people would say, well, if you're at risk, stay home. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't close my restaurant 
right. that I want to go to because somebody else might get sick if they come. If that person doesn't want to get sick, they don't have to come. Mm-hmm. Government doesn't really have that option, does it? I mean, you have to be able to deal with anybody that walks in the door exactly in a in a safe manner remember that term back at the beginning all of this being an essential service an essential function is based on that very very point these operations not only county but a whole list that was given to us i think 22 pages long of um, what are considered essential services these items must continue to move as an essential part of our daily lives and county and local government county government falls into those essential services so we have to find a way to operate while uh, limiting uh, any type of exposure that we can right but i'm saying county government has to figure out how to do that in a way to make it safe for their weakest and most at-risk populations opposed to as some people might say it's up to the weakest and most vulnerable populations to figure it out themselves Uh, and stay home government doesn't have that option to say that you have to you have to we have be to, available to right. the entire public. Right, right. You're exactly right. Um, when you when you have that uh, two two opposing positions, two opposing points of view. If you're vulnerable, you should know and stay home. Well, that's true. But also, if you have the potential of being an, an individual that is a carrier, um, say you're not feeling well, you know, we've heard all along, if you don't feel well, stay home. Because individually and personally, we do have a responsibility for our neighbors. And that is where uh, our looking out for each other and being sure that we don't expose someone. If um, someone is of the belief that uh, I need to wear a mask, please by all means, wear a mask. If an individual if is not wearing a mask, doesn't believe in the mask, hey, stay six feet away from someone. You know, have a little common courtesy, mm-hmm. as, as we spoke to before, sure. or, or better yet, you know, let's give a little grace to one another. You know, think about someone and um, how you can affect I actually, um, the, the, the analogy, and I haven't seen anybody else say this, and, and I haven't said it yet to anybody else. Um, to me, one of the things that really come to mind when I see the debate over should I wear a mask or is that taking away my rights or um, it's up to the other person to keep themselves safe, the thing I, can, I think about is alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I, as an individual, have the right to go home and, and drink myself silly. I mean, I can kill myself with alcohol if I want. I can't get drunk and get on the road and endanger other people. Saying that I can't drive drunk is not restricting my rights. Mm-hmm. It is keeping the population at large safe. Me saying I can gauge how drunk I am and drive safely is not an option. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that sometimes the argument sounds like that to me. I know if I'm going to infect anybody else or it's their, it's their job 
to make sure that they don't come near someone and maybe get sick. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, I guess it's my job to be on the road and wrap my car in, like, protective wrap to avoid the drunk drivers because the drunk drivers could then drive freely. Right. I I don't – I. To me, the analogy of this being a rights issue has mm-hmm. never really made sense to me. I, I do agree that there are some issues such as I, I think science is still a little up in the air exactly how effective a mask is. Right. I think that there are questions about whether government has the authority to tell a business mm-hmm. whether they can do something or not. I right. think that that's part of that as well. It is. Uh, the best analogy that I truly can come up with when you are truly comparing how we deal with or how we um, ensure that we do not affect someone else is the same debate that's been raging for 10 years about vaccinations. Sure. Uh, the two are very are much more similar in comparison. Um, there are those that believe that the vaccination is is a definite need because of look we have wiped out all of these these diseases that killed so many people but then you have others that know there are the side effects of that so you have that debate raging raging and in this situation I see the same type of dynamic because it is about something that cannot be seen and it is based upon behavior I think, well, this would be a really interesting conversation. <laughs> this is a good debate. <laughs> this would be an interesting conversation. It's not what we wanted to get into. It's true. Uh, it is a good, it's, it's an interesting situation. I really want to get to the probable cases <laughs> thing. Um, to me, though, and I understand, I think that the, I think that a lot of the people who would fight the vaccine fight are also the same people who would fight this particular issue. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely a similarity. I think the difference is that, um, yeah, wearing a mask into Brookshire's is really not causing you, like, like I mean, if you have a physical problem right. and you ha- I, I don't, you know what I right. mean? I'm not talking saying that there aren't people out there who might have an actual physical problem with this. I am saying that um, I've seen some people floating this idea that, um, you know, wearing a mask is killing me. Right. Um, I've seen people say that wearing a mask is going to cause, like, these respiratory shutdowns and things like that. And I'm thinking to myself, doctors go in and wear masks for five and six and seven hours at a time to do surgeries and do that every other day. And they don't seem to have a problem right. with it. Um, so I don't see this as an issue where putting this on is causing you a real danger. Now, I don't I don't agree with the vac- the anti-vaccine movement, mm-hmm. but the anti-vaccine movement is based on the idea that the vaccines can cause a real and serious danger. Mm, true. And so that argument is much different to me than you're taking my rights away because I have to wear a mask. Well, I, when you when you talk about the two, uh, the reason that it becomes, in my mind, so very similar is the fact that you have something that is unseen 
And right. given the fact that is unseen, that is a threat that is invisible, uh, the two are very similar. Sure. So no, that that is yeah yeah. And even we, we're getting to the point, like you said, with our with with COVID, where um, everybody knows somebody now. They do. We're getting to that point where everybody knows somebody. And a lot of the people who they know who have COVID did not get sick. Yeah, that's And right. did not have anything more than a cold mm-hmm. and got over it pretty easily. And so it's really hard for some people to think of this as a real danger right. because of that. And I, I actually really understand that. I get that. That We just have to remember that and even in Henderson County, there are four people who died from this. That is correct. And we never can forget that. That's right. That, yeah, you're right. The vast majority of people who get this don't get that sick. But the ones that do get sick, they get really sick. Right. I they mean, do. It, there's, it's like there's no in between. That's right. It's either all in or, yeah. or much yeah. less. Um, all right. So... I want to talk to you about probable cases because over the last week or so, there's been something that's come up, um, and I see it a lot in Henderson County. Mm -hmm. There was a meeting weeks ago, like back in May, in Collin County. It was a Collin County Commissioner's Court meeting where there was a discussion about a redefining of the word probable. A probable case. <clears throat> Excuse me. And many of my listeners and readers have taken this uh, meeting and used it as a way to say when NetHealth projects cases, that those aren't real cases. So, for instance, yesterday we had 10 new cases. Net, Net Health sent out their daily update right. that said 10 new cases. People using this Collin County video are saying that means that there aren't really 10 cases. There might be one case that actually tested positive, and the other nine are just probable. We're counting them because they were in the office next to them, or they walked by their desk or something like that. Can you help and answer the question, when NetHealth says there are 10 cases, are those 10 test-confirmed cases? Those are 10 test-confirmed cases, and those are swapped viral test cases. Okay, so the, those are people that have done the test where they stick the stick all the way up your head. Yes. Man, that thing just scares me. I just hope I don't have to get tested because I yes. do not want the back of my brain swapped. Right. Because that thing goes way up in there. Neither do I. Yeah. But, okay, so these are confirmed positive test cases. This is when we say Henderson County has X number of cases, those are test-confirmed cases. Those are test-confirmed cases. Okay. They are not assumptions. They are not, quote-unquote, probable. Those are truly test-confirmed cases. Boom. End statement. Put yes. a period on it. We're, we don't have to go any further. Correct. All right. But we're going to go in further a little bit anyway. 
because I do understand mm -hmm. when someone sees something, they go, oh, this is a probable case. I mean, like, I can understand the person who would say, hey, I saw the video. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me there's no such thing as a probable case. I saw it with my own eyes. Listen to it with my own ears. Tell us why we would even, now this was several weeks ago, this mm -hmm. is May, but why would we even care about quote-unquote probable cases if we're not reporting them? Probable cases are the ones that we commonly refer to are first-person contacts. Okay. That means an individual that was in contact with a confirmed positive. So probable became a term early on when the process began of these probable cases. Uh, just by using the term probable becomes problematic. And using the term first person is first person contact is much more accurate. And being it that that it is a contact, it is not tested. It is n there's nothing other than you had the association with an individual that is confirmed. Okay, so for instance, mm -hmm. let's take um, let's take the jailer at the mm -hmm. sheriff's office who tested positive. This particular jailer was in an interesting situation in that uh, their job was to be in the control room. Right. They were someone who was in a room that was a locked room where they like opened doors and watched monitors and talked on intercoms. Anyway, that was their job, which means that for the most part, they were pretty quarantined inside the jail just as a part of their normal job. Two people entered into the control room. So the sheriff had to send all three of them home mm -hmm. to quarantine because one of them tested positive, two of them become first-person contacts, as you say, probable cases, as they used to say back in May. Yes. So all of them have to go home. However... When it hits the net health report that we report and say, this is how many cases we have, that only counts as one. Correct. One case confirmed through testing positive. Right. But we need to know the others so that you can take care of business. Exactly. We've all heard of the term contact tracing. Sure. Hello. Contact tracing is identifying first-person contacts. And so if you can isolate those people who are first-person contacts, even if they're not displaying symptoms, mm -hmm. that's a great way to break the pandemic. That's a great way to break the spread. And so that's keep why the curve to flat. keep the curve flat, all of those cool things that right. we've been trying to do, but that is not impacting the number that we report that says there are X number of confirmed cases in Henderson County. That is true. Outstanding. I really appreciate <laughs> that. That has been a battle. It has. And, you know, a lot of the, or excuse me, I feel that many of the f battles that we're having is the legacy of all the confusion 
at the beginning. You know, you you have I remember reports of uh, New York is including probable cases in with their testing numbers. Uh, sure. Uh, and you, going back to the mask, you had it's you need to wear one. You don't need to wear one from state, federal, and international Absolutely. organizations. So many of the the discussions and arguments that we're having now is based off that original confusion. Well, and again, I think that goes back to what you were saying about this being a process. Yes. Um, you know, um, I wrote something in the last week. The scientific method is not something that is done and stops it is a process and as you get new data your theories change that's the way the scientific method works that's the way science works and this is science doctors in april and may treated the disease much differently than they are treating them now in june and now today july right and so we are seeing different outcomes that is not because doctors earlier were quote-unquote lying right it was because they were learning if you remember that scientific process requires observation sure the scientific process because as you move along and you observe the changing uh, circumstances and then observe any introduced changes, be it through behavior or all of the control measures, you have to have that observation uh, portion of it so that you can continue to address the threat. Right. And, and adjust Situational your theory. Awareness. Adjust your strategy. Exactly. I mean, that doesn't mean that the strategy at first was a lie, right? Right. If someone says in May, don't wear a mask, and mm-hmm. then says in June, wear a mask, it doesn't mean someone was lying. It means that there's new data. True. Doesn't, it also doesn't mean that in November they might not say, hey, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Exactly. Um, it, it means that to the best of our knowledge now, right. this is what should be. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would caution people, always look at when something was put out and take that into account when you're trying to figure out how this fits into everything else that you're hearing. Right. You know, because news that is two and a half months old is a lot different than news you heard yesterday. Exactly. You know, that video was purportedly sometime in May. Well, sometime about the middle of May, the state actually did make a change in how it reported its positives because there was the viral test and the antibody test. And about the middle of May, before May 15th, I believe, they were just reporting as positive tests. After May 15th, they separated they them. separated them. Right. You know, there was a there was quite a bit of adjustment taking place through the month of May, which got us about, you know, a month and a half, six, eight weeks in, into the situation where they made some uh, changes. Uh, you, you talk about making uh, decisions on old information. Uh, you'll remember this in history. The War of 1812 was still being fought after it was over with because it took so long for the information to cross the water to us. Right. Uh, Current information needs to be treated as current information. Yeah, and on that note, 
we're going to wrap up this uh, this interview, which went in uh, three or four different ways. I never expected, Judge. So I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity to come in here and talk to you. It's always uh, interesting. Uh, but again, the big thing: uh, there has been a spike in case that yes. cases. That is absolutely true. Yes, They've, there's been a spike in Henderson County. There's no reason to expect that the rest of the week uh, the spike won't continue. I mean, it, right. uh, there's no reason not to expect that. And then we have the 4th of July holiday coming up this weekend um, where people are likely to be out and about. And so it's really important to follow those rules that we learned, which are... Which are wash your hands, stay out of people's faces, give six foot between, do not really associate outside your immediate family. Uh, and this is one that has really come up in the last few weeks, uh, a friend of ours is, is the fact, treat everybody as if they are a carrier. Sure. Including sure. yourself. Including yourself. And if you're sick... Stay home. Stay home. Exactly. Stay home. So, all right. Well, thank you. And uh, you guys have a great fourth. Judge, you have a great fourth. Same to you. Thank you, Michael.